All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Random Banter Podcast. This is episode 49, and today I have a very special guest with me. Would you like to introduce yourself? I certainly would. Hello, everyone. Hi, kings, queens, and in-betweens. I am Sai the Sword Swallower, also known as Sideshow Sai on the socials. I'm a man of skill, a man of danger, and some would even say complete lunatic. Um, All that wraps <laughs> up, and I am a professional sword swallower. Yes, indeed. I I went to the Pittsburgh Renaissance Festival recently, and I saw Sai there, and I was like, I want to have that guy on my podcast, and here we are. It was an absolutely fantastic show, and I also want to know more about just sword swallowing in general. Like, how 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 did you how did you get into sword swallowing? Like, how did you figure out like, oh, this is a thing that I can do? <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, uh it's interesting because it's not really something that you find out that you can do. It's a mm-hmm. uh, it's a legitimate skill, like just about anything else, like uh, like playing guitar or juggling, and or um, yeah, or rather skill to write or or paint. You um, yeah, yeah, you learn to do it, and where ultimately where I got into it was that I wanted to do it. I um, uh, try to keep this as brief as possible because uh, like there's a lot of details to it. But the uh, uh, I'm a trained actor. I actually went to college for acting, and um, uh, around the time. I'm when I wasn't getting cast in plays, I was busking with juggling and I also learned to eat fire. And I was bouncing objects on my face and my professor saw that. And so they encouraged me to get into circus and vaudeville arts as a potential job in the future. Oh, cool. um, what ultimately led to sword swallowing is I'm a fanatic about swords. I've been surrounded by swords and sword fighting and swashbuckler movies of my entire life. And um, and I always have a collection of swords around my house or even uh, with me as I'm traveling the country. Right. And um so uh, that's where the swords came about. But then ultimately, I decided to swallow a sword right, because I'm afraid of heights. And so I can't do oh. anything aerial. I can't do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't do the trapeze or anything like that. So I was wondering, it was like, what is the most dangerous ground act I ever saw? And I remember going to the Maryland Renaissance Fair and seeing Johnny Fox and thing and who was a sword swallower naturally and um, and getting inspired by that. So, yeah, I took a sword out of my collection and doled her down and and then gave it a shot and um uh yeah short story long i found out that i uh uh i could do it like i uh, um it didn't take very long for me to get the first sword down wow yeah that's that's really cool yeah i would i could not no absolutely not (laughs) but yeah so very much respect on the fact that like you just kind of did it so um whenever you were like beginning with uh, with um sword swallowing and starting out with like circus uh acts and stuff like that um did you have like a mentor or like some sort of like inspiration um for that was there some like sword swallower like guru that you like looked up to so uh i just mentioned him uh, johnny fox who i uh, watched many many years i watched him ever since i was in my sing- single digit age like you know for a long time the maryland renaissance fair so he was definitely the inspiration uh mm-hmm. behind it um yeah, as well as a couple others that I saw, like on clips of America's Got Talent. But he was ultimately the the first one I ever saw swallow a sword, or even knew that swallowing a sword was a thing. Um, but then ultimately, when I came to learning, and uh, I am self taught, I'm completely one hundred percent self taught, and I mean, I didn't even have any books, nor YouTube videos, no no advice, no nothing. I literally just took a sword, and I thought, hey, like what else is there to it i'm really i'm just relaxing aren't i i'm just i'm just opening up and letting it go down right so trial and error at its finest but yeah i am completely self-taught that's that's fantastic that's that's very impressive (laughs) a lot of (laughs) a lot of uh a lot of 
really just chance going into that, but also that's just, that's very cool. So when did you realize that this was going to be more than a hobby and turn into a job? So the, um, it was ultimately when I, uh, was, uh, yeah, busking. And uh, I was, I grew up in uh, Blacksburg, Virginia and, uh, out there, there's not really anything job wise for a professional entertainer right. or besides, uh, maybe music, um, and so I was busking at any festival that would that would take me, and um, but yeah, then it was really just a hobby, like a a weekend warrior thing, as I was doing the uh, the you know whatever job I could during the week. Um, but it was ultimately when I um, uh, when I was taken out to California uh, to do my first ever gig out there, and the guy who hired me did tell me to my face, "Is hey, you ought to move out here because not only can I make money off of you." you can make money off of you yeah you know, and, and that was a sword swallowing gig and so yeah that was that was um the only decision to travel across the country and manifest destiny so to speak again yeah. uh, seeing my fortune in uh, the entertainment industry not just sword swallowing but also like i'm still pursuing the acting and stunt work thing but uh, a yeah. sword swallowing and traveling the country is what's paying the bills uh, yeah yeah it, it's really um yeah in a nutshell it takes uh somebody else else to tell you you know, that they're like, hey, you got this. I think you ought to do it. And then right. you just run with it. Right. Yeah. You just kind of go with it. So um, just out of out of your entire job with doing all of this and all the different places that you've gone and performed and stuff like that. Um, if you had to if you had to pick something like what would what, in your opinion, would be the favorite aspect of your job? Oh, favorite aspect of the job is the travel. Like I'm uh, I'm an adventurer. I get to go yeah. all over the country all year long. Uh, and like the different places I get to see, the different people I get to meet, uh, especially as a circus and sideshow artist, you get to meet some of the most interesting people I have uh, uh, w- within the Renaissance fairs and without and outside of the Renaissance fairs. Like inside the Renaissance fairs, I meet some of the most amazing actors, some of the most amazing circus performers, other acts, acts, and um, yeah, just really interesting people. And then um, uh, in the sideshow community, like I've met some of the most unique people. I've met a uh, I've met a half man. And he was Whoa. born without without a lower half. He was just literally just from the waist up. Uh, I've met multiple bearded ladies. I, I've um, yeah I've met the uh, yeah the natural borns, and I've, I've uh, met so many of uh, uh, people with this really unique minds to what acts that they can perform. And then yeah. uh, ultimately, I've met a lot of famous people too. And so it really is the perk of the job is the adventure. Yeah, that's yeah that's really cool i mean that's really just like what the what the quintessential part of a job like this is so switching gears a little bit to uh to a little something more like a little something more intense i know we hate to talk about it sometimes but um it's a very sword swallowing is a very dangerous job um so i'm curious what was the worst injury you've ever sustained because you're obviously still here so you haven't died which is good, right? <laughs> so what, what, what fresh what necromancer was, around? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, who knows? But what, what, in your opinion, is the worst injury you've ever sustained from this? So the uh, yeah, before I go into the injury, um, it, uh, I actually do like talking about this and and, and telling people about what happened. Uh, one is to it, it does encourage people to think about how real this actually is, and then uh, also appreciate that fact. Um, but then also um, it does um, uh, quite often keep people from trying it right? and, and thus hurting them, themselves in the process. So the worst injury I ever had was I have punctured my esophagus. The, uh, and it was during, yes, it was during a performance. Uh, I was still oh, rather no. green or still rather new to all this. And the, um, uh, uh, and yeah, it's just, I, I made a stupid move. If I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to my body. 
and uh <clears throat> and yeah yeah i just punctured something and then uh pull out the sword it was covered in blood oh but, uh, enough that that it dripped and right. i um uh and uh, like i saw it the audience saw it and i had to convince them i pulled a prank on them to keep the people calm because um, the minute that any uh, audience sees a performer bleeding they're immediately stopped from being entertained they're immediately uh worried about the person themselves uh, right. and it's no longer a show right. so i had to do that and then i <clears throat> skipped passing the hat like i was out of there like yeah. i had to go pay attention to myself yeah. but otherwise so you yeah, like the... so your esophagus was just gone and you're you have to like play it off like it was just a joke like wow you're, well, hold, yeah, you're holding the... the sword <laughs> with your blood on it yeah it's like it wasn't necessarily gone but it's like i was still not that i was still standing well, still talking it's still functional whatnot but yeah. the, um uh but i could i could feel you know you know some blood still in my mouth oh and my gosh i could feel this intense pain in my stomach Ooh. And then the um, I could feel stuff swelling up and and, and everything inflamed Ooh. on my inside. Like I had no idea what that actually was supposed to feel like. Yeah. Like, and so yeah, the uh, adrenaline at the moment did definitely helped me pay attention to to the audience and and help yeah. them you know, like like not panic. Right. But then as soon as I was out of sight and I was behind the scenes and back in my camp, it was like ah oh, crap. Like I'm <laughs> like I really yeah. I really did a number on myself this time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember whenever I uh, whenever I went and saw your show. I'm terrible with that sort of stuff. Like even sword <laughs> even sword swallowing in general was like a bit much for me. Um, the reason I stayed to see your show was because one of the other um, actors told me that I looked like you. Like whenever I was oh, like, really fully dressed up, they were like, "You look like Sai. You should go see a show." And I was like, "Okay." Um, but I remember whenever um, whenever you you said something about like how whenever you put the first or second sword down, you always see the um, like the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil like yes. people in the crowd and i i was all three of those at one point because i just like oh i i can't but it's it's so it's cool but at the same time i'm like personally i'm like ah um but yeah that is like that is an absolutely like <clears throat> insane <laughs> injury from that and kudos for being still alive i guess <laughs> thank you yeah it's definitely it's definitely the worst one i've gotten it's not the only one i've gotten but it's definitely the worst one yeah 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 definitely yeah yeah, I so, like to say that there's uh, two different kinds of sword swallowers in this world. They're the ones that have hurt themselves and the ones that are new. And almost every uh, every longtime sword swallower I've known has a story or the story. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I I mean I would assume so with something like something like that. So yep. out of you out of your entire um, performance, like all the different stunts that you've done with like your regimen, whatever, um, do you have like one that sticks out to you that not pun intended but pun intended one that sticks out to you the <laughs> one that sticks out to you the most um out of your entire repertoire uh like as in like my favorite one that i like yeah to do, or, yeah or, sure okay uh that's interesting I, I guess it is the balance one because the uh, the one where i saw this sword and i balance another extremely huge sword right. on its tip on the pommel of that sword um that one's always gonna be my favorite because it's uh that one's original to me mm -hmm. hey um yeah, granted, I, I have seen uh, another sword swallower do that one uh, before, but I uh, but I thought of that one all by myself. I hadn't seen anybody do it before, or and um and then it's become a signature act of mine, and I perform it every show, and it always yeah always a great show finisher, and I've actually expanded on it a lot, uh, um because balancing was the first ever performance trick I ever did. Oh, that's and, cool. and never performed live before an audience. Like my first ever performance uh, was a street festival where I um where I balanced a six foot A frame ladder on my chin. Oh my and, gosh! And, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and that's why. But that's ultimately why I realized, like, oh man, I'm a performer. This is what yeah. I'm meant to do. Yeah. And uh, 
so yeah, I've actually been expanding on the uh, on the balancing on on a swallow sword thing uh, enough that I'm actually uh, pitching something really big and ridiculous to Britain's Got Talent as we speak. Oh my gosh! Well, glad to glad to see if that uh, works out for you because that would be that would be fantastic. It'd be fun, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so still on topic of like um, things that you've done. So what, in your opinion, is the is the hardest stunt? you have ever pulled off like regardless of you completing it or not like that you don't have to have uh, completed it what is the hardest thing you've ever tried to do hardest thing i've ever tried to do um probably is probably actually swallowing a sword while uh balancing on a unicycle well, um yeah i've um yeah, yeah, I, uh, I've been able to, and I'm trying to go big with this one too. Like, because uh, uh, yeah. you know, you have the regular size unicycles, and then you have what you call a draft unicycle, really tall one. Which is and, that? Um, the, is that with just a re really tall seat, like the same size? Yeah, wheel? yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the um, uh, but yeah, just idling on that thing and keeping that sort of balance, Ooh. and um, and then <laughs> looking towards the sky where you have no sense of balance, right? And, and sticking the sword down your throat while still wiggling around on the right. thing and keeping straight and all that so yeah that's probably the hardest thing i've ever done i have succeeded in doing that, that. Well, and i haven't had any injuries that's fantastic yeah that is yeah. that's nuts <laughs> <laughs> that's, <You're telling> that's, <laughs> yeah no yeah i'm not even the one doing it <laughs> but yeah so um again like shifting gears like a little bit again so um i heard you mention this during your show and correct me if i'm wrong but um did you break a guinness world record with one of your one of your stunts I did indeed. I you did. Um, uh, yeah, it was actually with the balance one I was talking about, where I balanced the sword on on the uh, pommel of the swallowed sword. Or the, um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like I uh, beat the world record, but I also like I, I pretty much set it because there there was an unofficial record right. of it of a uh, yeah of another sword swallower that I know that um uh, that he's the one that like after I figured out I could do it and I actually started performing it. That's when I googled like, hey, who else has done this? And he was the only one I've seen. Yeah. Um. But he unofficially set the record in some um off-brand world record YouTube video, right. and um uh and he did it for twenty seconds. So that's where um that's where Guinness told me I had to be um I had to hold it for twenty uh over twenty seconds in order oh, okay, to uh, yeah. really set the record. Right. Um. I uh I do that pretty much every show. So I uh, decided to actually set a goal for myself of try to go for over a minute. Oh my gosh! And, it, and on July 29th of this year at the Colorado Renaissance Fair, before this humongous audience, um, I was able to keep that balance uh, for a, a minute and 39 seconds. Holy cow! That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so is... we're waiting for uh, Guinness to uh, uh, to go through all the evidence that I've sent and um, should find out by November whether or not I actually officially hold the record. But um, otherwise, for the most part, I I did beat the record. Yeah, that's. That's insane. That's fantastic. Yeah. The fact that you, you can, you've gotten to that point in your career where you can just like, you can do that. That's, that's just, that's cool. Um, so do you have like, do you have any like advice or something for that, for someone interested in becoming like a, doesn't have to be a sword swallower, but just to becoming like a performer or a, a performer, a performer or, or, or an <laughs> actor. <you> Freud. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm losing my mind, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> join the club oh um, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah i've uh gosh i've given so many like inspirational speeches and uh to fellow performers and aspiring performers um uh, and like i've given I've, I've been to school assemblies i've been to career days like to um uh, to inspire like literally any any like live performance job yeah and ultimately is is um make sure that you really want to do it 
Like if you really want to do it, that that's where the success is going to come. If you don't, if you don't so desperately want to do it, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And, and the, um, uh, and be never stop training, never stop learning, be as creative as you possibly can. And, um, yeah, real sky's the limit. The, uh, uh, Stan Lee, a, um, the late Stan Lee is, um, of course, yeah. Know, he wrote the Marvel comics. Yeah. He, uh, uh, he would always, uh, or there, there's a, a speech of his that's going around on, on, um, on the social medias these days where he's talking about, it. it's like, if you have an idea that uh, is something that you genuinely believe is good and you really want to do it, don't let some idiot talk you out of it. Uh, and that's been, that's been a big piece that I've, I followed as well is like that the, um, yeah, if you really want to do it and you know it's going to bring you joy, whether or not it's going to bring you a lot of money, just still go do it. Because that's the thing. Hang, um, perform, a, per, life as a uh, professional performer is not glamorous. It's tough. It's a labor of love a lot of times. Um, you got to suck so badly a, um, early on when it comes right. to uh, uh, yeah, putting together your act and, and getting out on stage and having the, the courage to go do that. Um, but it pays off it really does i um yeah when i started performing sword swallowing it was just a hobby a weekend warrior thing and, mm-hmm. and had no idea really what i was doing i had no idea what act to put together because i again i'm completely self-taught i did all this from scratch i'm one of those very right. few uh performers in this world that um that i am 100 from, from scratch did not have anybody helping me out from the get-go and then building up this career um and um uh, but I have just hustled and worked it because I knew it's something I absolutely wanted to do. And now fast forward to today, a, um, uh, I'm a married man in, a, uh, in an apartment in Orange County, California, and I can afford it. I am affording yeah. to live. And, <laughs> right. I, and I do, uh, my only work is swallowing swords live on stage at Renaissance fairs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's possible. Yeah. Like you, you can, you can find the work just so, yeah, just as long as you absolutely want to do it and you really you know put your mind to it, like you actually can do this. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Definitely words to live by, <laughs> but yeah. So going into uh, one of the, one of the final little segments, I'm going to hit you with some rapid fire questions, sure. just some sort of like icebreaker questions just to get to know Sai behind the sword. Um, so um, do you have a favorite movie? Favorite movie, Mask of Zorro. Yeah, Ooh. one of the best swashbucklers ever. All right, yeah, that's... I, I actually have not seen that movie, but I need to because I've heard... Uh, yes, you absolutely should. Fantastic. Oh, it's, it's classic, it's great. Yeah. What about a... Okay, besides swords, what's your favorite food? <laughs> favorite food? I smell it cooking right now. It's actually my, my wife's pasta sauce. She uh, uh, Usually my favorite food is pizza, but this is like this one little step above it because it's basically pizza in a bowl. It's Ooh. so good. Homemade. She's Italian. It's like, oh, it's it's good old fashioned oh, Italian cooking. That sounds fantastic. I am so hungry right now. Um, yeah, know, right? yeah. Okay. So what about like I heard you mentioned like Marvel Comics earlier. So do you have like a favorite like superhero, uh, something like that? Ah, favorite superhero. Um, I kind of have a top three in all Ooh, honesty. Okay. My top three. Yeah, my top three are uh, Hawkeye. Oh. Hey, um, Gambit. And Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is the absolute top of those, I would say. That's fair. Yeah. I've never heard Gambit be in anyone's top three before. I love Gambit, but yeah, I've never heard yeah, of Gambit. Yeah, Gambit rocks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so again, um, what about what about do you like do you prefer dogs or cats? That's like the age-old question. I like fur. I like animals. As long <laughs> as it will interact with me, 
Hey, like, uh, yeah, like Dr. Cats, it, it doesn't really matter. I have two cats myself. That's because I, um, I know my lifestyle and then also my wife's preference. <laughs> cats are the ideal animal of this household. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally get that. So I'm um, going to real quick shift over into a segment that I do in every episode of the podcast called Random Records. Basically what it is, is we talk about music, like what kind of music that my guests listen to. So I can um, share with my viewers just a wide variety of music um, every week. So, Sai, what kind of what kind of music do you like? What kind of music do you listen to? I have a pretty wide taste, but I find myself constantly listening to symphonic metal. Um, yeah, the uh, yeah, like like heavy metal, but with uh, the lead singer who has a classically trained voice. And it okay. will sound very much like opera sometimes. And, and uh, just the mixture of a uh, kudos, especially if they have a live orchestra playing with them and not just a uh, a, key, a really talented keyboardist playing yeah. with the guitar, bass, and drums. Um, but yeah, the, uh, like I listen to a lot of Nightwish. I listen to Epica. Um, yeah, uh, Major Voice is a good one. Major Voice is uh, uh, one of the few out there. It's a, uh, uh, it's a male with this classically trained baritone own um yeah voice and yeah really rocking in there uh christopher lee also the uh the late actor christopher lee um was actually a, a classically trained vocalist who, really uh who sang with a heavy metal symphonic band that's so, awesome. worth a google yeah he had the christmas album it's nuts <laughs> that's cool that's really cool yeah, yeah so yeah but um yeah so yeah symphonic metal i find myself listening to the most i'll also listen to uh yeah anything celtic i like i like pirate music I, right like, uh, yeah, of course uh, yeah I like good old-fashioned yeah 80s metal but uh yeah yeah i would definitely say symphonic metal is the uh is the top for me that's awesome yeah that's really cool this is why i enjoy doing this segment on every episode because i get so many different <laughs> yeah. i get so many different answers from different people i had i had a guy on my i had a guy literally yesterday on the show and he was telling about how he loves all this world music and now we're talking about uh symphonic metal and it's just yeah. it's so just the variety of everything is just is so cool um so really just like wrapping up everything here today i'm uh one tradition i do on every episode for some reason is i i have my guest give a shout out to my friend's dad chad hankins so would you mind real quick giving a quick little shout out to Mr. Chad Hankins? <laughs> Chad Hankins, you said? Yes, yes. Yeah, like, Chad Hankins, you're an awesome guy. I just want to give you a quick little shout out while on this podcast. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You're doing great. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. So yeah. So um, honestly, if if you don't have anything else, I I, I don't have anything else. Um, yeah, that's really that's really all I had today. So thank you very much for uh coming on coming on the show yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah if, if i were to add anything else it would be um yeah if you want to follow my adventures just uh look up oh. Sai the sword swallower on facebook instagram and tiktok because i uh i, I literally perform all year round and i'm i'm pr- traveling all over the country and uh, yeah if you want to see the results of the guinness world record to see uh see if i'm going to be on uh on britain's got talent or any yeah. other uh any other big events uh yeah just follow me on there and uh yeah um give me a like and share some of my stuff of course yeah couldn't forget the shout out. I almost forgot that. Thank you for remembering <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I, I've got nothing else. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, this has been episode 49 of the Random Banter Podcast. My name is Ethan Maxwell, your host. We had Sai the Sword Swallower on today. That's it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>